Support for this episode of Inside the Natural State is provided by Mountain Valley Spring Water. Bottled continuously since 1871 right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mountain Valley Spring Water has been the go-to for U.S. Presidents, Elvis, Sugar Ray Robinson, and even Triple Crown winner, Secretariat. Visit mountainvalleyspring.com to find your local distributor today. Welcome to Inside the Natural State. This is Steve, your host, joined as always with my co-host Andy. How you doing tonight, Andy? I'm pretty good. How about you? Doing Long good. Day, I'm good. <laughs> We're getting a bit of a late start, and honestly, I can't promise just how prepared we are for this one tonight. So, good luck, folks. It's been one hell of a long day. So, we're just gonna have some fun. We'll see how this podcast ends up. So, um, man, it's, <laughs> that's about how I feel right now. It's been one hell of a day. If this one's better. We'll do the same thing next. Week. Yeah, we may just stop preparing. Screw these. Forget you know what? Take it. all this right stats. here and throw it away. Who needs a shit? So, oh, we might have to put an explicit. Oh, he hit the word. Uh, I said that. Oh well. Pond. Don't beep me, Will, when you edit this. Yes, do There's going to be a lot of beeps. So, man, it was a good weekend um, for the most part. I was a little frustrated, but we'll talk about that another time on another pod. Um, you quit predicting stuff? No, I'm never going to quit predicting. You better quit. Look, here's Look, the thing. I'm coming over here and I'm whooping you if you don't quit predicting stuff. Look, here's the thing. At least I own my wrong predictions, unlike a guy named, I mean, another guy that I know that's a, a part of our group. So, he just deletes messages. Chicken. I know, right? That's some chicken shit stuff. I'm on a oh, mood. I'm, I'm on a mode today, man. I'm on. Say it again. <laughs> again. Hey, they can say that like on radio. It's okay to say it on a podcast. We don't need an E for that. I don't need an E on the buzz. Wait a minute. We got to wait till after nine. After <laughs> nine o'clock. We get off the regular hours. We'll be good. It's okay. My kids can't hear me. They're watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> What's Peppa Pig? Oh, well, you know, if you had kids, you'd know. It's some pigs from, like, I don't know, England or some shit. They have an English accent. It's weird. It's really weird. So, man, did you watch some UFC this weekend? I tried to. Um, (laughs) I don't really know what was happening at the end. There was a pretty good knockout or two in there. (laughs) Yeah, there was. That guy was seeing stars before he hit the ground. I tell you what, I don't have the, um, so I don't don't have any audio from it. Kind of wish I would have done some audio from it, but... um, so the, what was that? The Derouche and uh, cl- uh, close fight. He folded that dude up like a cheap lunchbox. Okay. But the best part of the whole thing was the reaction by Rogan. And those guys were DC like, he was in Rogan's lap. Yes. It was fantastic, man. That fight. Golly. So that card was awesome. I mean, Zach had his face buried in his phone when that dude got smoked. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you just missed one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. I wouldn't have known it if you'd have been on Twitter and on our, in our group because he was posting like he knew everything about it well he might i mean yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yep it's only the second fight he's ever watched so he's he's learning i think it's only the second because he watched one of them over here i don't remember which one it was but it was like the connor cerrone fight that's right that's what it was but man what a card dude the fight of the night obviously and and even joanna made this point beforehand that this vulcan forehead girl right that this was going to be the strawweight fight of the of of all time the best strawweight fight great fight and it was she was right um 
Her head was some kind of jacked up. She looked like a Vulcan. She I did. I don't even watch Star Trek. That was that was brutal. I was kind of hoping it would somehow get cut and explode. I know. I kept waiting. Like, I wanted to pop it or going, something. You know, because it would have been probably, well, for lack of better words, probably a, a bloodbath. Oh, without a doubt. At least. And they would have instantly, either she would have passed out from blood loss immediately, or they would have stopped it. Yeah. There's no way they would have let it go if that would have busted. There's no way. I her mean, f- whole forehead. She was covering it up with a towel at the end. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, a flag. Yeah. She had her flag covering her forehead. Like, well, I even don't even want people to see this. Well, you knew even in the fourth and fifth round, she was constantly when she would. So when she'd have her she guard up, it. her guard was up and she was holding her fingers over it. Like, mm-hmm. so that she couldn't get hit there. Like her guard went from low to really high to try to keep from getting hit there. And that's all. What's she, her face? Way, way she lead. Fought really after. well, man. I just, I hate seeing her lose after going out there and competing with that. And I like watching her fight. She's gonna bring it. She's gonna laugh. She's gonna smile. I can't stand her. You know, I know you don't. You want to see her get her face bashed in. You and she did the face. Just got the forehead. <laughs> it was the face though. She was I mean, jacked up. From she it. was pretty rough. I'd like to see how they. How they got rid of it. Yeah. I, mean, I guarantee they had to lance it or, or pull it with a needle or something. I don't know, There's man. There's no but way. Well, I'll just let the swelling go down. Right. No, we're going to help that. Well, it was it was nasty. And and it was, I don't know. that. So ever since she was the coach on Ultimate Fighter a few years ago, that's when I, I completely started to dislike her just because maybe it's just her broken English and the way she talks and the, the trying to listen to her trash talk on that show, which most of the time, anybody that watches the ultimate fighter series would know that. I mean, the trash talk is pretty crappy. It's, it's almost all made up for the most part, but that's your name's Connor McGregor, right? That season, he's he's got a a PhD in trash talk. Yeah. Well, that season was awful. Um, and I can't stand you on it. She's anyway, I'm not going to, I was super happy to see her get beat, but it was a hell of a fight. Yeah. I mean, and, and how do you, score that fight like Wes and I were talking about that yesterday because he he had strep and he had passed out but during the fight he orders the fight and then falls asleep during it so he <laughs> nice way to waste $65 right <laughs> so he watched he, he was we were talking Sunday morning while he was kind of going back through it and uh, he said how did you have the co-main scored I said did you watch it? He goes, I'm about to. I said, you can't just watch it. Like literally, I don't know how anyone scored that. I don't know how you scored it for either side. I'm just happy that we Whaley won it, but man, it was close. I think it was closer than what the scorecard had on it. I mean, it was, I almost wanted to call it a draw, but you can't have a draw fight in a championship. Yeah. I'd, and I'd have been, they can, but it's just, I'd have been semi okay. You have with to the draw. beat a champion, plain and simple. You yeah. have to beat a champion. If you, if you let it go to the card. Well, and you go back, I mean, that was a point that I made before too. I've made it before is when you start talking about the, you know, the championship fight, typically it goes to the champion. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, the, the, the cards are almost always going to go proven. to the champion. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, yeah I'm going to, we're going to disagree here in a minute. So, um, I have, I have a feeling, but, um, I'm an Izzy fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll get there in a second, but so, I mean, it was hard. It was a, definitely a hard fight to, to, to score. Um, Again, I thought that I, I I would have been okay either way, even though I don't like Joanna. But man, I had it three two. It was I mean, obviously it was a three two fight. But yeah, I mean, it was like forty eight forty seven across the board. Right, there's no no way you could have scored that fight forty nine forty six or or however you would have scored it. Yeah, scored it there. But I mean, it was one point difference, and there's no way. Like I said, anybody. Scores any difference probably had money put in their pocket by somebody. Yeah. So. Well, it was, I mean, it was a, it, 
it was a good fight. It was the best fight of the night. The whole card was good. Hands down. Until we got to the main event, which we all were excited about. And somebody unplugged the control. <laughs> so you saw the tweet that I tagged you in. <laughs> Me and my that buddy trying right. to figure out the buttons. I mean, it was I, I mean, it was perfect. Like, I mean, he even down to the foot shuffle. Yeah, I mean, I've done that in a video game. I just didn't. Man, okay. So it was, Rogan said it we, right. I mean, it was a weird fight. Like, I love Joe Rogan. I love listening to him commentate those fights. And, and DC's really good with him, too. Well, I mean, I had said it, I'd mentioned it over to Zach because he was up there watching it with me. And that's the most interesting or weird, however you want to say it, fight I've ever watched. Yeah. And I've been watching this stuff since before it broke into big time when it used to be unlimited weight class. Mm-hmm. You can hit somebody in the balls. You could headbutt somebody. Pretty much anything other than biting someone was legal. Right. And it, long before anything ever had rules, basically, with it, it was just confusing. It was. And it was from the from the beginning. Like, I remember the first thing I said was, what the hell is going on? Because, I mean, because Romero's just standing over there with his hands up in guard. High tight guard. And just high tight guard. And he's like, just standing there, just staring, like through the guard. And I'm like, did you not see the way in the day before? Did you see no, the stare down? No. If you would have seen the stare down before on the weigh-in day, you would have understood a lot more. Okay. Because when he went in and they they got close and Dana put his arm between them and they were like, no, it's cool. And Izzy stepped away and he went to doing something and Yoel never took his eyes off of him. Mm. I mean, he literally, they were talking or, or Izzy was doing something else and he was like, he literally stared at him for almost three minutes. Huh. You can go back and look at the, but, look at the weigh in. It's wild. I mean, it was almost like watching the first round of that fight. I don't think there was a single strike even thrown for the first half of the round. No, there wasn't. I think there was only there four, four strikes, strikes total, total in the first. Right. So I mean, how did you score that fight? Well, I mean, I had it three two, basically for Izzy. Okay. Because of the you know continued leg strikes. Right. And the only reason I gave the first round of Yoel and the second round of Yoel. And yeah. Simply on the the counter left that rocked him at first, and then I think in the second round there was something very similar, and he had him on a backpedal into the cage, but he couldn't do nothing else with him. Well, and that's all. So that's all Romero did was counter, and which I know that's that's his game, that's what he does. But yeah, so, he tries to lull somebody to sleep. I mean, right. But that left leg, I mean, it was visibly destroyed. Oh yeah. However, they asked him how it was after the after the fight and he got up and did some salsa dancing on stage. So, it wasn't like it really phased him, but at the same time as you know, like I said before, you have to beat a champion. He didn't beat a champion. Well, you have to take it to him. Yeah. You can't just sit back and wait for them to punch you and expect to win that fight. Well, and then Did after he have the, the power fight. to knock him out, yeah, there's no doubt. Well, he should, and he had a couple of opportunities with those counters. Freak. Right, and and he's gonna. And I mean, he don't look forty two at all. No, he don't. Um, and, and I you mean, think about it. twenty years ago, he went. He won a bronze medal, I think, in the Olympics in wrestling for Cuba. Right. If I'm. If I'm correct, I, I don't it's know something close. I think I know it was two thousand games. Well, I I was so where I was confused. I mean, the whole fight was weird and confusing. You didn't really understand. But then after the fight, Romero comes out and like starts. Okay, couldn't half I didn't understand. understand the words coming out that. Well, well, I could pick up pieces of it, and it was enough. I he was he was talking down to Stylebender like he was like it was his fault. And now I'll now granted, I think late in the fight. 
Ed Asanya thought, okay, you know, I've got this thing handled. Um, I think he felt pretty good about where he was. And so he did run some. He didn't try to get caught. He didn't Same want thing to think Connor did the second Nate Diaz. Yeah. Fight and, and, but when you get to that point, can you blame a guy? I mean, no. you don't want to get knocked out with the last under a minute. Like over him, did yeah. a couple months, over a couple fights back and get your lips split in half. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm not I'm not upset about, you know, him doing what he did in the last couple of rounds that won him the fight. I just thought, you know, Romero never tried to do anything. He never tried to he never tried to fight. But then after he's like, this is a bad fight. We, we, these people come and pay to, to see a fight. Well, then you should have fought because that was the issue. This, this entire fight, even when Edisonia would come at him, he hardly ever countered after the second round. No. And, and so it was frustrating. It was, I mean, I mean, thankfully the rest of the card was really good. So I've it, never seen a Mergliata or any ref for that matter. Oh, that was wild. Get in the middle of it and say, Hey, Y'all have got to give these judges something to score. Yeah, I mean, the four, before the fourth round started, mm-hmm. he stopped them mm-hmm. and put them, pulled them together and said, you guys got to fight. Like, you got to do something. Like, you got to give them something to score because right now you're not giving them anything to score. And he was right, but you're right. I've never seen that. And I, even Rogan made a comment. You didn't have to. Well, and he and, and, and even at points throughout, like throughout the fourth and fifth round, he was literally coaching them on in the octagon, mm-hmm. oh yeah, trying to tell him to fight and what to do. I mean, there was a point. I don't. Was it? There like was. He had two little kids in the ring for the first time. Yeah. Time. Well, but there was a point, and I don't remember exactly. I think it was the fourth round. Maybe it was even the fifth when they were when they were tied up and they were trying to get position. And Dan was talking about pulling them apart. I'm like, you can't pull these guys apart right now. Like, there's nothing no. you can do. It, it was. I mean, so it was just. It was an odd fight. It was really weird. I don't know that we'll get to see it again. I um, hope we don't. I, I'm really excited to see the next one, which I hope is right, and that'll be Paulo Costa. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going to bring it and he's going to get his, well, I can't say that. Never you can mind. say that. No, <laughs> I think he'll get folded up like a cheap lunch. Box. There you go. Yeah. We'll say that instead. Well, it, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see that and we'll, if it happens, but I mean. It'll happen. Well, I don't think the Romero thing, that was way too boring for them to sit there and spend the money on it. And I mean, it'll be a terrible sale. Yeah, it I won't mean, sell. I mean, because people will look at it and oh, well, look what happened last time. Either right. that, or it'll go the exact opposite, and people will think the second one will be the one. Yeah, but I really don't see that fight happening again because of how it looked like. I mean, it wasn't even a good fight. It wasn't, it, and it, it was hard to watch. It was, you know, it was funny. You're watching the. I remember my wife sat up and watched it with me, and she's like, "Hey, she was literally falling asleep in the second round." I mean, that was how it was. It was awful. I'm trying to pull some stuff up over here, so. Trying to get into the uh, like I said, the knockout that take the mouthpiece out. Oh the guy, man, the lights were on, but what nobody <laughs> told was just like, boy. dude just slid down the cage and fell over. That was rough. That was real. It was rough. one of the best knockouts ever. It was a hell of a lift. And after the he rocked the other guy several times. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and well, he just rocked him right before that, and it was almost like it pissed him off because. Like, all right, now I'm going to hit you. In yeah, the face. and he, I think he even said something to that extent after he was like, you know, sometimes it's a detriment, but when I get hit like that, it just turns a switch, and I'm just, you know, now I just want to hurt you, and that's what happened because you he was rocked, uh, um, and and it looked it looked pretty rough there for a minute, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, dude just goes off and, and knocks him out. So, uh, really good card. It was a good. It was, I wasn't going to order it, and then decided at the last minute to. So. So um, I, it was good. It was really good card. There must have been some Flint, Michigan water in that tattoo he had on his chest. <laughs> oh, man. So moving on a little bit to some other stuff that happened this weekend. The Arkansas. Lady Woo Pigs. Yeah. You know, uh, I've not seen. Yeah, you know, this is terrible. I'll have to Beat see if A&M I can. after being down, I think, 15 or 16 18, points. I think. 
Okay, we're that 18 high. at one point. Maybe so. Biggest so, I saw was 15, but I, yeah. I, I don't doubt it. Well, so in game one, they beat Auburn 90-68, to 68, hit a tournament record 17 three-pointers in that game. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, game two, like you said, came back against A&M, kind of broke that A&M curse. Uh, A&M's a good team, too. They are a really, really good team. Gary Blair does a, has done a really good job with them. Did we almost have him? Well, I don't know that we ever almost. We should have had him years ago. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, at the half, they were down 12, um, battled back to get it within four, and they opened the second half with a 10-2 to two run to get it within four, uh, and, and just kept kept coming and kept coming uh, and, and got the lead. They ended up falling uh, after winning that game 67-66 um, on, you know, what was crazy was I remember we were talking about it a little bit in our group chat right before it happened, but uh, A&M had gotten a big offensive rebound just before that. And we were like, and we were talking and said, oh, offensive rebounds are going to kill them. And then the very next possession, we get the offensive rebound, what, three times in a row before Williams gets fouled. I don't know if you were watching it, but we get, so we get two or three offensive rebounds in a row in the, with under 10 seconds. And Williams finally goes up after the third one and gets fouled and hits the two free throws. And that's how they won the game. Um, clutch, clutch, the free throws. So, I mean, you know, we've really been talking about the, the ladybacks for, for women's basketball. I don't know how you're supposed to appropriately call them anymore. Um, but, you know, the over the last few weeks. going to play in the NCAA tournament. Yes, probably the only one. Even though, so so they did get beat by number one South Carolina. Not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, women, they played close for a little while. They did, and then it just. But you're playing away. a team that drubbed UConn, I think, last month, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so ninety to sixty four was the final in that one. Yeah, we didn't stay in it the whole game. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, can you really, can you really blame them? I mean, that's they got a participation trophy. Yeah. So I've not seen, and this is terrible of me, but I have not seen where they landed in the tournament. Has that happened yet? I haven't seen it. If it has, <laughs> hang on. Let me do I some was. Uh, I didn't even get time to look at my phone today at work. So here we go. Slinging lots of tires. Oh yeah, making some money, are we? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Putting people on new rubber, but not slinging. Oh, man. Any cash my way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't have it out yet. Maybe this is. I thought this I thought this happened Monday. Tuesday night. Oh, wait. Here we go. Selection. Oh, hell. That's, Super Tuesday. Oh, that's Selection Sunday for men's. I don't know. That's next week. Uh, well, that's what this or is Sunday showing. night. Uh, anyway, whatever. I'm not seeing anything. So they're there. They're we'll there. They're we'll in the tournament. I know they were going to be a seven. This is this just shows how much we know about women's basketball. Um, but uh, so big weekend on the hill. Junior day this weekend. We went over some of the guys that were here last weekend. Uh, but I'm just going to touch on a couple of guys. Easy there. Do what? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I, ooh, yeah, I thought about that now. So um, four-star wide receiver, and we talked about this, and I've actually talked about this, I think, a couple times, but uh, Keytron Jackson, and uh, he's the received four-star wide receiver that I, I, I believe Arkansas is going to go full court on. Sounds like the visit went extremely well. Um, he said that Arkansas tops his list and added, after today, I don't think there is anyone else. So I'd say that we did. Not a bad thing. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say we did pretty good there. Um, this is a 6'2", 186-pound wide receiver. Crystal ball predictions initially were for him to head to Alabama. Um, but right now, it looks like even though with offers from the great Chad Morris at Auburn, Joey Yay. McGuire at Baylor, TCU, Alabama, that Justin Stepp's going to win the day and probably get this kid to commit Justin to Arkansas. Justin Stepp's a pretty solid recruiter. This dude's amazing. And then you put the, the boys ahead of him, or the men, I should say, that are in the uh, 
higher spots and it just adds to it. Yeah. I'm sure he's learning some other tricks up there now for sure. Absolutely. Well, and some of the pictures with him and these guys, there was a picture that was put out of him. A uh, lot of kids that like that guy though. Yeah. I'm really, really happy they kept him on the hill. Well, let me tell you him and Kendall Browse is going to be a special combination if we can keep him up there because we'll keep him for a year. Uh, too, for sure. Yeah. Browse, you know, obviously you got to worry about Browse getting a head job somewhere, but it's going to um, happen, but it's all going to, you know, kind of be relative to what he does with us. Obviously, yeah. Hopefully we can have him for at least two or three years. But the good news is, is Jackson has already confirmed that uh, he's already set his official visit date. Um, he's the first one to do that. And uh, he'll be here on the weekend of June 19th. Um, they also had, well, let's see here. It's an interesting official visit. Well, not surprising if he wants to make a decision before and then sign in the early period. Most of these guys don't come for officials. He'll come back for an unofficial during the season, I would assume. But game um, yeah, but to to get with the with the coaches, he'll do the official in June. Yeah, it makes a little more sense too. So, so a uh, new crystal ball pick went out by twenty four seven for uh, let's see, a couple different guys here. Oh, I think Kedron Jackson is one of them. Um, so some pretty good news out of the weekend. Not a whole lot in terms of, um, you know, obviously no commitments, um, nothing big, but it seems like the, the, the junior day went really well for most of these guys. So, um, all I saw is DJ Arkansas is happy. Yes. We'll be back on the hill. Yes. DJ Arkansas did enjoy his visit, which was really big. Um, and that's a, that's a piece that obviously will be just fun to have up there. Yeah. So forget some stars, let the kid play. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I'm, you know, again, we'll see what happens here over the next few weeks. Going to have another, you know, some, some more really big uh, visit weekends coming up. But uh, that's where we are coming out of the weekend is really the big news is Keytron Jackson. That's the guy that I think uh, everybody's really, really hyped up for this staff really likes. So I would look for a commitment probably in that June weekend when he comes. I don't think we'll hear anything between now and then. Um, but after that official, I would think we'd probably hear something. So we'll, uh, We'll keep up on that. So keep the receivers rolling. That's right. When we get back, we will jump right into the Razorback basketball team. You're all thinking, how do we find these guys insightful opinions on social media, right? Well, it's pretty easy. You can find me on Twitter at Steve underscore NSS. And you can find my co-host Andy on Twitter at Red Thunder 501. And of course, you can find our content on all social media platforms by searching Natural State Sports on your favorite social media outlet. Oh, and do me one more favor. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Ethan Henderson's going to tie his career high in the first half tonight, and lo and behold, he's done that with seven points. Here's a steal. Three on two. Outside to Jones. Yes, sir! The Hogs are pouring it on on Sinker Night in Bud Walton Arena. Well, man, that was uh, a very exciting game against LSU. Yeah, I mean... The game, the senior night was a lot of fun, obviously. Um, I like how they did it, too. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't get to see it. I actually didn't even get to watch much of that game. I watched the whole game. They didn't even show any of the senior night stuff after it. Did they it not? Just, it just went to That's not like surprising. an empty thing. Of course they're not going to show it. They had other games to go to. So I was, I wanted to go back. I was trying to go back and look at the actual overall stats for the for the week, but I can't find them. Um 
But so Arkansas comes out of the week one and one uh, big win over LSU there on senior night. Um, Arkansas is going to go into the uh, into the SEC tournament um, as a, an 11 seed. And then we'll get into that a little bit more here in just a little bit. I'm trying to pull up some stuff here. All I know is I can't wait for next basketball season already. I know. I'm ready for these guys to get signed and get on campus. Yeah. Let's see. And a giant guy who's a foot taller than everybody out there as well. <laughs> it'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice to have some size, whether it be Vanover or Jalen Williams. I will dunk one. on you. I don't care which one. On the ground. I'll just take. I'll take any size at this point. Seven foot three. Let's pull this one. Here we go. So Hogs took care of business against LSU, ninety nine to ninety. Um, let's pull the box score up here really quick. Ah, uh, so he should have never been that close either. Though. No, any re- well, of course, Arkansas boatload of free throws. Well, missed a lot of free throws, but I guess the question at this point, and and unfortunately, we don't have Hogball blog on with us tonight. He's busy Good. doing some thesis or something like college is yeah, important. So, yeah, um, you know, who needs a college degree, right? So, um, and I would have loved to have gotten his thoughts on 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 some of that, but the, I think one of the biggest arguments I saw come out of that game and some of the things that people have talked about 54 was fifty four free throw shot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of free throw shot, but I, that really wasn't it was i guess must kind of played the keep away game towards the end again and and it allowed and it allowed lsu to get back in it seems to have happened a lot i don't know if that's going to continue to be his his mo as we go forward will be next year i think he got a lot more to work with his own people his own recruits yeah well maybe we end up keeping a few people i would hope i mean and, and so that's something we were going to come, you know, talk about. We can talk about that now. Um, so out of order then, but it'll work. I don't care. It's all part oh, of the well. same thing. We'll fix it. Uh, yeah, it don't matter. It's all basketball. <laughs> no one knows. Well, actually, I take that back. Will decided last week to start putting the bullet point, this actual notes list in the podcast, like actually on <laughs> when you when you search for it. Yeah, don't do so, that. It's got something to do with Google keywords or something. He says it helps. I don't know, whatever. As long as people you find say it. so, bud. Um, but so. So Mason Jones, once again, he goes for 36. How much did he go for in the A&M game? 30. So 30 you're 31. Hang on. That's right. It was 30. It yeah, was 30 on the number because it was yeah. his ninth 30 point game. Yeah, so first person to do that in the SEC in a long, long. Time. Okay. So explain something to me then. And again, we're jumping all over the place right now because we're horribly prepped. Right. But we're not prepped today. I, this is something that was bothering me because I, I was looking at this, but I didn't prep. And so as, as you can tell, so Players of the fault. week. We've had the no, it wasn't your fault. Um, was, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> another co-player of the week, but none of them were from Arkansas this time. Texas A&M guard Wendell Mitchell and Vanderbilt guard Saban Lee. Now, I give you Saban Lee. He averaged like 28 and a half, six rebounds, four and a half assists, two and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Mason still averaged more than that. Yeah, Mason averaged 30, what's that, 33? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 33 a game. Yeah. Uh, no mention. And then... Wendell Mitchell for A&M averaged 19 and a half points, six they, and a half rebounds and three and a half. Auburn at Auburn. I don't care. Who cares? We beat LSU at home. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not about, I mean, it's about the, what they've done. And we'll get into that in the player of the year discussion here in a minute. But 
let's be real. I mean, if there's ever a week where Mason Jones earned player of the week by himself, I would think this would be it for sure. I would be probably willing to say that too. I mean, Lee scored a career high 38 in their win at Alabama against an Alabama team that doesn't play defense. This is no surprise. So for Saban Lee, the best player in Vanderbilt's team to go for 38 is not a surprise at all. Heck, I think even Scottie Pippen Jr. went off in that game. 21, but he had like 15 free throws. Yeah. Yeah, 15 of his career high, 21 from the, from the line. But um, so, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. And again, this was this will be something else we'll talk about here in just a second, too. That's not on our list. But I'm not gonna get me started. this was an argument that I had. And actually, I was hoping that Hogball Blog would be on here because he was part of this argument with me over the weekend in terms of uh, bias. You argue with more people on Twitter. I'm on too. Human, I know. I'm in too many group chats. That's the problem. Then delete them. I keep getting added to them. Delete them. Well, I feel bad. They're cool people for the delete most part. Them. They're good people other than delete them. Want to delete them. It's good information sometimes. Plus, it's sometimes just fun to hear stupid people talk. So maybe they think you're stupid. They probably do. They got mad at me last time. Oh, well, let me tell you, Razor, got mad too. me and Razorback rants went back and forth a lot on Saturday. <laughs> so <Maybe. laughs> yourself, Steve Rants. Well, let me tell you, Rants, this dude, Steve. this dude thinks that that Mike Anderson made a massive miss on Austin Reeves. Who's Austin Reeves? Okay, so am I dumb? No, or is that just so Austin Reeves is from Arkansas. He's from a small school in Arkansas. He was recruited by Wichita State, and that was it. Coming out of high school, literally Wichita State was his only offer. Arkansas never. Now he's a three point master. The dude can hit. So threes. is the kid from Waldron. Yeah, Peyton Brown, maybe. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, and he's going to end up where I don't. Even, I don't remember where he committed. I've Still heard. Like to see him in red and white. Nah, he won't be there. But so Reeves has since transferred to Oklahoma as a as a grad transfer, and he scored forty one, I think, the other night and hit One a three, hit a three at the buzzer. He has now give him credit. He has averaged thirteen points a game this year. So, I mean, congratulations. That's yeah. our fourth leading scorer. Right. So I mean, it's not. But he's and he's shooting like twenty six percent. So it's not like the guy. He just had one really good game against Oklahoma or for Oklahoma that won on the game. Aren't you missing on a recruit? Right. And so that was my argument. Okay, hang on. This is the same guy that's in, in the same chat that said Zion is overhyped and overrated. That guy needs his Silence. Pulled. Silence. <laughs> Somebody need to do something with him. Right? I mean, I'm just like. Maybe I get some tickets to a Pelicans game and instructions. Actually, the Pelicans play in Memphis, I think, in two weeks. There you go. Why don't you go over there and watch that grown man? Right. So, oh, he, it was. Yeah, one versus two. He basically. That would be a good game. He I com- want to go. He compared him to Zach Levine. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you're disqualified. <laughs> no. <laughs> So in, in basically a man child out there playing ball in 24 hours period of time, this guy told us that Arkansas and Mike Anderson missed on Austin Reeves just because he had one good game against Oklahoma. I'm still trying to figure out, forget that dude. I'm still trying to figure right. out the Zion. And then so. Zion is overrated and overhyped. Like I opened that chat. Okay. I got to tell you, I ought to add you to this chat. Cause it's absolutely, oh, I can't, I, I can't listen to that much stupid. Look, man, I've had to turn the radio off twice this week already. And it's only Monday. The ultimate and stupid was the guy that got on there and claimed to be getting recruited as a pitcher to the, to the, to the Razorbacks. I did see that. And said, Matt Hobbs is garbage. So, Hmm. Anyway, argument invalid. <laughs> right. I mean, you're automatically done. Let's just say that guy's not on Twitter anymore. So, and then claimed he got hacked or some bull crap. Might as well unrecruit yourself there, bud. Right. So, uh, I don't even know how we got off on that tangent, but anyway, doesn't really matter. Um, moment. Right. <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, but I mean, Ma- so coming out, boss. Mason scores 36. Ethan Henderson in 27 minutes. Man, 
this dude just shows up one day and then disappears the next, but 10 points for Ethan. Uh, it's the mini dreadlocks, dude. Oh, they're awful, dude. They're it, awful. It, it works for him. I it mean, doesn't it work goofy for him. as hell. But, you know, I mean, it's almost as goofy as that streak that Desi had oh, early in the season. Yeah, the banana peel. Oh, nanner. Yeah, so 10.6 rebounds and an assist. Not a bad day, plus a block. Um, only one turnover. That so, kid can jump out the gym, he, man. He's super athletic. I love I've been to two games this year up there in Fayetteville. And at one of them, I get to sit on like the 10th row, middle of the court, and watching him warm up and dunk the ball. The kid's 6'8 and can get his forehead above the rim. And I don't even know if he was really trying, but I mean, you get when you get eye level with the rim, you are up there. It'll be really interesting to see he's how he's stronger. He, I mean, 20, yeah. 30 pounds on that kid, if his frame would hold it. You couldn't stop that man. It'd be really interesting to see how he develops going into next season because he's obviously going to have a role, assuming that he... Well, from last year to this year, as far as just hustle and, and everything else, and it looks like, I mean, last year you put him in, or even early this season, and he'd have 14 fouls in two minutes. Yeah. And I don't even think he's fouled out of any of the games he started. Uh, Maybe he, one he, of them. That, that first one he started, when it, we were all surprised that he started, he he did fell out of that one pretty I quick. I like him. I've, I've liked him since last year, and but he's a little soft on the offensive side, but his defense is why he's out there. It is, it, he, but he's just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So if he could find he's some consistency. inconsistent in the same game, though. Yeah. But the thing is, he is, but the thing about Ethan, though, is he, has, he has the athleticism and the ability. He has the talent. And he would fit the mold of a guy that if he would just if if he would just become more consistent. If he had Adrio's motor. Oh good lord, man. God. Yeah. And who knows, again, a year, another year to really develop a full year over a full year in this system. Maybe that makes a difference. I hope it does. I'd like to see him stick around. I don't want to see him go anywhere. I don't yeah. I don't think he will. I, there's gonna be some guys leave off of this team, but I, I don't think that's gonna be one of them. Um, one. I'm curious. Uh, is, is does Gentile still have two years? Because I think no, he's, he's go. gone. He was senior. <laughs> yeah, he is a senior. Point but. seven points a game. Um, let's scored a thousand before he got here. But yeah. he didn't score many more than that. There, I don't. There's. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I could really sit here and say you know for sure who. But there's going to be well, some they don't guys. Have any freshmen. I mean, they don't. But you got a lot of guys that are sitting that may not fit. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there's a couple of those. I like that guy, too, but he's just, for some reason, he doesn't play much. Yeah. Um, He's a big body, too, and he's 6'9". I know we have some really good guards coming in next year. I almost think that Chaney might transfer. That is probably one that I would – he would have to really do some developing over the summer to come back, I think. I don't know. I don't get it with him. I don't either. I, I don't think he gets it. That's the problem. So, I mean, because this is a guy I like that's. Cheney too. I do too. His size, his ability, his talent. The dude is really, he's really an athlete good. athlete too. He's not near, you know, the athlete of what Ethan is, but he's so much stronger. I yeah. mean, if you could smush two of them together, I think it'd be a hell of a player. Yeah. And, and, and that's, but that's the frustrating thing with Chaney. He's, he's inconsistent, but even worse so. You, you'll see it from Chaney from time to time. He he's goes. Had a couple double doubles this year. Yeah. And he just goes off and then out and then two he minutes. just, then he's gone. Then he's gone. It just, I mean, he played six minutes against LSU. He gets bipolar on the basketball. He gets something. I don't know. I, so I know we have a lot of guards coming, but man, this guy who went off on senior night, Jimmy Witt, is going to be missed. Um, what? Let's see. So he had 26 points, 14 or 15, 15 rebounds. rebounds, one offensive, 14 defensive rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block, and when only one turnover. When you're 6'3 with a seven foot <laughs> wingspan, 
that's what happens. Could you imagine you can guard anybody on the court? Yeah, that's what happens, and it, that will be missed. Well, and that's what's going to translate for him at the next level, whether it be overseas or in the NBA, wherever he ends up. His defense is what's going to get him a job at the next level. His free throw shooting. It works. Not, well, yeah. It works. They'll fix it. <laughs> well, I don't know. They'll fix it. I don't know what you can do to change it. I mean, his shot is his shot. He shoots it like a shot put. Yeah. Man. And that's the thing. It, could you imagine if Jimmy Witt had a had an Isaiah Joe type stroke or a Mason Jones type stroke? He wouldn't be at college ball right now. No. Well, he wouldn't have transferred. He would have played in pro ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he two was years ago. He was highly recruited out of high school. I mean, it wasn't yeah, like he was. he was some slouch coming in here. When he, when he yeah, when he came here, he was highly, highly recruited. And then you know, he went down to SMU. He really didn't do much down there so not the first year second year yeah. yeah but he still wasn't great and then he comes here and he's just been a world beater i mean it, he's been the difference he's maker for arkansas really well though yeah uh one negative side i mean arkansas only shot 66 out of 54 three free, free throws only shot 67 percent from the line so one point from 100 and i don't think we've hit 100 all year i know it man that was and to get it against lsu would have been awesome quad one win but i mean so what well, 20 29 total rebounds. And I mean, at the end of the, which we got out rebounded 40 to 29, but 40 to 29, only 11 rebound difference is not bad at all for this team and what they've done this year. So things went really well, other than probably that last few minutes in that LSU game and, and Arkansas still finished it by nine. Um, so, you know, can't complain in that one, but then you go to the A&M game and much like this year has been all Jekyll year and hide. Yeah, they just disappeared. The teams they they didn't shoot well. Um, they played pretty well on the road to start the season. They did. They come back, beat on, down eleven at Ole Miss. I was there. Yeah, come back and won that game. There were a bunch of sad Rebel fans around me that day. It Thank was goodness. great. But I mean, so you look at it. They shot forty three for forty three percent from the field in that game against A and M. Forty four. Not a bad percentage to shoot. No, they shot forty four percent from three. 14 out of 32 and from three-point range. 10 points. And you lose, yeah. I mean. Honestly, I quit watching that game when Mason fouled out. Yeah. I turned it off at that point. Well, and so this brings. that, but it did. This well. brings me kind of to my next point um, when you start looking. So, uh, let's see. A&M shot 31 free throws to Arkansas's 15. Oh, uh, uh, a few days after Arkansas shot 54 Somebody's free Somebody's going to complain and say it's the ref's fault. Well, no. Okay. It's so It's going to happen. You just got to let it go and keep riding. But. Okay, here's my point to this, though, and this is what frustrates me. Again, this goes back to some of the issues, some of the arguments that I had over the weekend, but there is this idea that there is some sort of bias towards the University of Arkansas by the SEC and the NCAA. Why? I I don't understand why people believe that there's such a massive bias towards this program. What would the SEC gain by being biased towards Arkansas, a program that, by all intents and purposes, outside of baseball, has been a bottom feeder in both sports for the past nine, ten years? I mean, outside of a couple of good years in, in football, and then, of course, Mike had some good, decent. Maybe. Yeah, and Mike had some decent, maybe good years in basketball. But for the most part, this is a program that's been the bottom half of the SEC every single year in basketball and football. Why would the SEC have a bias towards that? They don't. It's just something of Arkansas fans to feed on. Well, so I can't stand it. it personally. We don't need to get on that because it's going to aggravate me. What that? I don't get how everybody wants to think that we're mistreated. Right? You're not. The fact it's is, just how it gets called. Big no, deal. It's SEC officiated. Florida. Well, but it's SEC officiating in general. It's all sucks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's matter. Terrible. It's it's Arkansas. Now it's Arkansas. It's it's the reason it's looked at this way is because. I would probably venture to say 90 to 95% of your, your fan base 
is not going to watch any kind of other basketball game other than an Arkansas game. Right. If you sat down and watched other games in the SEC and just had, well, because you wouldn't have a bias towards your team, you wouldn't matter. You'd be like, okay, well, that was a foul. That wasn't a foul. That doesn't happen because you're not having a team that's in the fight. Right. So you're not looking at it. Of course you want your team to win. And most folks, I mean, we've done it at football games. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Yeah. You know, just make sure you call it. You don't call it fair. If it's if it's legit, it's legit. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, a prime example of that, it's not just basketball. It's football. It's baseball. Heck, mm-hmm. you look at the Mississippi State Quinnipiac game. That catcher mm-hmm. that gets thrown out of the game, and he should have been, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch the it replay. Great. It but, looked like a little fella. <laughs> he was he was so he was mad. He was throwing a fit. And that, the, um, the funny thing is the umpire let him throw his fit. Like, the umpire's like, okay. Okay, are right, you gone? Like he was like, <laughs> go ahead and shower one inning early. Yeah. Keep throwing your fit. But I mean, in his defense, that was a strike. I mean, and it was strike three on top of that. It was. And so I, I watched it a couple times. Yeah. So, but but again, was it borderline? I it, mean, it, I mean, he could have been called as a ball or a strike, but he did frame it. But he didn't have to. I but, think if he'd have left it there, it'd have been called a strike. Possibly. And I mean, we saw something similar in the Arkansas game with Cole Austin where he should have been thrown out (laughs) when he, when he went to his little tantrum. Yeah. So, but again, that ball, that was a strike. Wasn't that's my Arkansas bias though. I can do that. Yeah. I thought that was a strike. And if it was a strike, it was three, two, we'll get into that in a few, but it was a three, two count. You can't look at that. So, I mean, we're still basketball. Stick to the point. Yeah. My point is, is that, and we're going to get into some more of this bias crap. My point is, is that there is no bias. Folks got to calm down. These folks aren't trying to make Arkansas lose. Arkansas, loses on their own just fine so uh so let's get into player of the year a little bit i put a poll out on twitter and there's obviously no question about it and i'm this is not biased by any means but when they throw stats up there and you look across the board as what mason jones has done this year for his team as opposed to i think it's emmanuel quickly and anthony yeah. edwards yeah and maybe reggie perry maybe. i don't really i mean you could put him up there but i don't even think it's close it's not uh, and for, I mean, you take Mason Jones off of Arkansas's team, you're going to lose. I don't even know. This team's not 500. Uh, oh, no. This team's well, not close to 500. Well below 500. Yeah. I mean, he literally has put that team on his back all year. When you have nine 30-point games in a season. Two 40-point games. Two 40s, but nine 30s. Yeah. I, I know that uh, Jody Meeks and one other person, and it was the first time in 10 years maybe, that it had been done more than seven times. And I know that nine times in a season, uh, at least twenty years. Yeah, it's been. I think it's actually in these notes somewhere. I can't read, so you're uh, gonna have to help. I don't know. I'll see if it's in here. They had something about thirty point games, but regardless, um, there. They, so, my the only point if I wanted we were prepared, to, we'd tell you. Yeah, well, the, yeah, right. The only point I want to make on that is when you look at the statistics. Yes, it's one hundred percent. There's, it's, it's, it shouldn't even be close. Mason Jones should win it. So in every sports league in America, the MVP or player of the year ends up going to the best player on the best team. Not necessarily the best We've player. talked about this. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we have, but I'm making the point because there is no bias, folks. If Emmanuel Quickly, who does not deserve the reward, reward points a game. Yeah, wins this award, it's because he plays for Kentucky. It's not because people hate Arkansas. It's because Kentucky won the SEC for the 49th that time. That shouldn't matter, but it will. It That's shouldn't. I agree. Well, I mean. But it's just like coach of the year. Cat from Tennessee won it last year, but there again, they were the number one team in the country there for a little while. Uh, and yeah, they Imagine that. Arkansas, you know, Arkansas is the 11th team in the SEC. 11th. Okay. Now, 
Is Mason Jones the best player in the SEC? Yes. Statistically, every metric you look at, that doesn't mean that he's an NBA first-round pick like the guys in Kentucky. He's not. He's not at this point. He's not on any draft boards. He's not even in the top 100. I don't care. I hope he stays well out of the top 100 because we want him back next year. Yeah, him and that other guy, the name that starts with a J. Yeah, So, and I think they come back. So I know we've got that to talk about. We'll touch on it in a second. But um, I, I think they both come back. I don't see – so, Joe, I know a lot of people talked about with the injuries and such and, and the NBA does still draft on potential but Joe has yeah. fallen from that lottery pick place placement in the first half of the season to late second round yeah I've, the, everything that I looked at I, I think I might have even screenshotted Same one thing Daniel Gafford had happened from his freshman year to his sophomore year Yep, and he should be there this year but Look at what he's done. That's kind of bad for us in that because Gafford's gone from G League to, to playing pretty good minutes with the Bulls now. Yeah. I, I wish we would have had Gafford playing back. Like, well, who doesn't? <laughs> that would have been huge. That would. We're talking you could still lose Isaiah Joe and you don't lose you – don't, I don't think you lose one of those games. No. No, I don't. Well, you might I lose one. they might have lost three to four games on the season. Right. And that would be without Joe in the lineup and – Maybe the Tennessee game. I yeah. Mean, but I, yeah. Don't see, I don't see that Tennessee game happening that way with, with Daniel on the court. It definitely wouldn't have went the way it went. He's going to dunk city on everybody. So Hoops Hype, I found this site this morning as I was sort of trying to prep this morning before I got really busy. Fail. Um, hey, I did a little bit. I got a lineup out. Um, He's for horses. But they got Mason Jones rated as the number 62 player coming out. That's fine. Or potentially coming out. Um, but he can stay there. So these are some of the stats, though. He's averaged 21.3 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, 5.8 points per game in transition, which is third best among all D1 players this year. Dude, shot, more, shot and made. More free throws than anybody in NCAA basketball. He's also Period. he's drawn eight fouls per four, per forty minutes, which is second most in the NCAA. He's this the season. college James Harden. Yeah, I mean the dude is just he's he's unbelievable. College James Harden. Yeah, so we'll he's see. We got the double step back down now. Yes, he does. <laughs> Travel. I'm shooting it anyway. I still think he comes back next year though. So, um, moving on a little bit real quick, we'll touch on the SEC tournament. Arkansas goes in as an 11 seed. The good news here is Arkansas avoids Kentucky. <laughs> So the bright side here, and I and I man, I wish I would have saved that. This is where prep should have happened. Um, I, I want to. So I was looking at it. It was like the so Arkansas is is considered the uh, the dark horse for this tournament to 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 win it. Um, Pretty high percentage, but you know what that means. They open with a very winnable game. I mean Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's played better. Now they win both games this week. Um, they beat Alabama. They did not. Did they play Missouri? I don't know. I know Missouri beat Alabama. I don't know. Alabama lost both games because they lost to Vanderbilt and Missouri, if I remember right. Let's see. I'll tell you. I got it right here in front of me. Zavanda Belt. Yeah, they did. They beat Alabama and South Carolina handily. 87-79 and 83-74 at Alabama and at home. So, um I mean, that game that game scares me a little bit. It's, you know, they're in Nashville. Which Hogs team will you get? It's going to, I mean. Which Hogs team do you get? Right. Well, that's what matters. Yeah. And they'll play at about 8, I would think, about 8.30. Um, you get the one that comes out of the gate shooting like their hair's on fire, or you get the one that says, I oh, will give you 18 points a spot before we start making stuff. Right. And I don't know. I mean, they've tr- they've struggled on the road. Um, this is obviously a neutral site, but... Um, if anything, it's a home Vanderbilt 
Yeah, it'll be home. But I don't know. Arkansas travels well, and it being an 8 o'clock game on Wednesday night, maybe Arkansas fans will travel even better for that. I don't know. I'd go. Um, but the winner of that game, the winner of that game, if Arkansas takes care of business, gets South Carolina. Another game that Arkansas can win. Um, we didn't have Joe when we played him in, in Fayetteville. Yeah. So a game. And Joe would have scored at least three points. Right. So, so definitely a game that Arkansas can win there. Um, but I don't know. I So – I venture to say that they're going to lose to South Carolina. I don't want to say that. I hope you do say that because you've been really wrong with some of your predictions lately. This is true. So go ahead and, and go ahead and predict that South Carolina This is true. All right, fine. South Carolina is going to beat us in second round on Thursday. Good job, Steve. Um, <laughs> and then if they win that when they get LSU. Now, I think you said before, what, what, what do you think this team needs to do to get in the tournament? I still think 22 is a magic number. I think they get three wins. I think – I think they got it. Okay, so that's Vanderbilt, South Carolina, LSU means they're playing in the semis against probably Auburn and would lose to Auburn. I think we can get Auburn. Auburn kind of, you know, it's, they won one they won, won one and lost one this week. Yeah, and Auburn's, well, really the top of the SEC has been up and down at times. So We played Auburn well. I think we match up well, pretty well with Auburn. We do if the shot's falling, which mm-hmm. isn't for anybody. But um, you, you they got, got one pretty dangerous score that's there, and they got that freshman, that Okora or – who played okay against us, but other folks, he's just, he's really been there. They're right. projecting him to go pretty high in the draft too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I like, I, I don't, I don't like our chances of getting out of the second round. Maybe that's just me being, being negative Keep and talking like it. Um, but I, I'm, I don't think we get out of the second round. If we do, I think you're right. I think if I, I venture to say that this team needs to get to the finals at least to get in, because then you're going to have some really good wins in there. You know, you're, you're going to beat South Carolina. You're probably beating LSU and that's, well, you know, you're beating LSU in that scenario. They got the double by and then you're beating probably Auburn um, in that scenario. You would think either Auburn, A&M or Missouri, but you got to think Auburn's coming out of that. So, then you go to the final against you again. You assume Kentucky, which would be a home game for Kentucky and Nashville, um, which would be a lot of fun. Maybe John Calipari get kicked out of the game. That would be yeah. That didn't work out well for his last time, did it? No, no. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, but I I just don't see this team making the tournament. I think there's I don't a, think Kentucky gets there. Really? Nope. I don't know, I think, man. I think they'll fall. I don't know, man. Kentucky. They, they lost to Tennessee last week. They did, but that was right after they had clinched the SEC. They had nothing to play for at that point. This is going to be – they're going to probably – what? they're probably going to be a two or a three seed in the tournament, I would think. So, um, I don't think they cared about that game. They almost lost on Saturday, too. So, um, to Florida. Well, yeah. One by one. Florida had them beat. Florida was up by 18 in that game. So, 17 or 18. <laughs> did a Florida thing. Yeah. So, which Florida did that all year long. Gators going to Gators. So not, not, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so tired of hearing hogs going to hog. I'm so tired of hearing that crap. It, it drives me. It drives me absolutely up a wall. Actually, it's two. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my thought. I think this team, I think I think the NCAA tournament's out. I think NIT is where they're going to end up. Um, thinking at home, boy. Yeah, that's my prediction since I make them wrong all the time. I hope you're wrong. When we get back, we will touch on some baseball. Stickball. Uh, two and yeah, a little stickball when we get back. Support for this episode of Inside the Natural State is provided by Mountain Valley Spring Water. Bottled continuously since 1871 right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mountain Valley Spring Water has been the go-to for U.S. Presidents, Elvis, Sugar Ray Robinson, and even Triple Crown winner Secretariat. Visit mountainvalleyspring.com to find your local distributor today. 
Okay, so at this point, I'm sure you're all thinking, how do we find these guys' insightful opinions on social media, right? Well, it's pretty easy. You can find me on Twitter at Steve underscore NSS, and you can find my co-host Andy on Twitter at Red Thunder 501. And of course, you can find our content on all social media platforms by searching Natural State Sports on your favorite social media outlet. Oh, and do me one more favor. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast, and please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And in this ballpark this year. Kirsten drives one to right. Back to the fence. Goodbye. Heston Kirsten with the game-winning home run. And the Razorbacks will celebrate at home plate and take the series. Look at the celebration waiting for Kirsten at home plate. Well, he hit it right through the teeth of that wind when he hit it. You thought it had a chance, but it's blown in about 20 miles an hour from right field, and it got out by inches. Loudest I've yelled at my TV all this year. Okay, maybe not. That's I the ball game, folks. Yeah, that's a lie, actually. The Super Bowl, I yelled a lot. But, um, <laughs> man, my neighbors probably <laughs> my neighbors probably heard me yelling quite a bit right then. Cause I think I might have had a couple of expletives I hollered uh, in at my iPad. Yeah. Well, you know. well that was exciting man what a weekend or what a week i guess arkansas went almost six innings without hitting a damn baseball yeah i was happy to see them too and i wouldn't expect it to be any other two in the lineup to do what they did so oh absolutely i mean that was yeah frank the tank is rolling dude so i again (laughs) i told you guys about this guy last year but my goodness where he's his He's a different animal right now, man. It's seeing it well. It's it, big. It's insane, dude. The dude is the dude's good. He's really, really, really good. My dude got a home run Friday or Saturday, so yeah, he did. I'm good with that one. Yeah, no, it was Sunday, wasn't it? No, it's Saturday. Okay, it was so, in the 15 run on. That's right, because he got to come in. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so two and two week. Um, not happy about that. Yeah, not not overly. Took both them on the chin. Yeah. Well, one of them was close, the the Illinois State game, but then it was back and forth. We just couldn't get back in it. Yeah, but now the Friday South Alabama game, my goodness, oh, Ethan Wilson kid, they got. Holy. He's a sophomore. I'd love to have that guy in our lineup. I don't well, know where we put him, but I mean, I personally take him and swap him with Braden Webb. Maybe we will make a trade. Yeah. Well, all I can say is I'm glad his heel or whatever was hurting him on mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday. His swing was way off, especially Sunday. He was way mm-hmm. off on Sunday. They they threw some they threw a lot of stuff right by him on Sunday. Yeah. But that guy, I said it. I think I said it. Put a little bit of gas on the mound later in that, in that game. Too. Yeah. I said this. I think late times. I just hate that guy. I hate this Wilson kid because not only not only was he big at the plate, but then he had a huge catch there on on the Martin yeah, liner Martin to left a couple times. Yeah. Again. Martin. So we'll just jump right into it. So Martin gets benched, obviously, for uh, the, the Baylor game. Um, and all he's done since then is come back. He's made contact. Yeah, you know, I mean. He's had an error or two. Of course, that's expected. He does have an error or two, but he's hit. He's thrown the ball into the stands, though. That's true. He almost did. Yeah. He almost did. Cole, Gregory was it Greg? No. no, it was Austin that saved him. Zach Gregory would have been in the stands. Yeah. Cole yeah. Austin saved Hey, him. he was out on that play, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. You just, I, I knew they couldn't overturn it, but he was oh. out. So Casey Martin hit 438 last week. So coming into last week, he was hitting like 120-something, 130-something. Hits 438 last week. And, and that's with an 0 for 4, 0 for 5 performance 
Sunday. Yeah. But he hit the ball so well. He's seeing it finally, it looks like. He is. They still got him a slider, got him once. I think he his traditional, I'm going to swing it the worst curveball ever. Well, so was that was that not I think you're talking pretty about, nasty pitch though. But was that the one after the the missed strike call? So there was one point where there was a pitch that was obviously a ball and it was on Sunday and yep. it was and, and then it was a fastball, but it was a ball and Martin got upset and then the very next pitch they throw him that curveball and he chases it and, and you can tell yeah, it was, it was just frustration. It, yeah. well, it was frustration. But I mean, the, here's the good thing though. He's he, coming around, he'll be there. Well, he walked several. He walked four times this weekend and I think every time he walked he stole or at least at least twice in twice a row, twice Sunday. yesterday. So because I called them both, but mm-hmm. um, ten He's total. Not gonna throw the kid out. No, he had a yeah. butt that he outran the pitcher <laughs> first base. <Yeah. laughs> but four thirty eight last week um, had seven hits and sixteen at bats, three doubles, five RBIs, ten total bases, slugged six twenty five. Pretty decent fielding percentage. Walked four times, but here's the good thing: he only struck out two times. Now, I'll take it as a team. We struck out 32 times last week. Yeah. Now, that's not the 42 times we struck out in three games in Houston. Yeah, we struck out against pretty good competition last week. Yeah. This week, there's no reason, in my opinion, we lose to Illinois State or any no. games. South Alabama, of I, course, they got our number. I mean, it happens. I mean, look at the rest of the SEC. Yeah, well. You're going to lose a few. There's, baseball's competitive. You're not going to win every game. Unless you're Alabama and you play like a crap schedule and you go 15-1, and one, which is still impressive. Give, me, give them credit. They've 15 gone 15 and one, still 15-1. Yeah, 15 one's good. I don't care who you played. So they're still going to run. Yeah, it was a little league team. At least those teams, the, the, the teams they've played, even on the weekends, they're at least going to have one pitcher. I mean, most sure. most everybody has at least one guy you can count on to run out there. JoJo Booker kid that, that South Alabama threw yesterday is supposed to be like, like the Fourth or fifth ranked yeah. player coming out this year out of the Sun Belt. Out of the Sun Belt, yeah. So I mean he's solid. He's he's fourth fourth best player of the Sun Belt. He's a fifth round pick out mm-hmm. of high school. So I just I'll tell you, and this was what frustrated me the I most. Wonder, I often wonder how many how some of those kids get to schools that are that small. Well, I mean, because you gotta think the scholarship numbers are what they are. Yeah, I mean, right. and, and a lot of times a guy like that. They may think, okay, I've got no chance to get this kid on campus because he's probably going to go pro. And then for whatever reason, he ends up on campus at a smaller school. So, and that is why there's so much. That's why there's there's a lot of parity in baseball in general. Is baseball is a weird sport. Anything can happen. But also, not all the talent just goes to one program. I mean, so you can and a team can get hot. So, but I mean, you look at even Wilson too. That happens with baseball a lot more than other sports. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, it was it was a good week. A good week for the most part. Two and two, but the Hogs got back on their winning ways, going to you know taking two out of three from South Alabama. Team run Saturday. Yeah, and that was big. Um, almost, they may have should have saved a few for Sunday. I get but tickled at people that say that. It's probably know, the right? dumbest statement in the world. It is. It's save some for next week. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it does you not can't save it. No, just smoke the ball and keep smoking it. You wish you could save it, but you just want to keep getting hot. But so Christian Franklin hits five eighty eight last week. This dude, it's not good. No, it's I'm, not terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. He should have hit 667 and he'd have been better. Yeah, so so somebody made this point to me um, on Twitter when we were talking back and forth about the baseball team, and he said that— I like how he likes all your posts. I know it. It's immediate, too. He's like, I like Steve, I like Steve. I, like <laughs> I went Steve. back and looked. And so so this, is, this is like one of those shameless, weird, like, like Twitter— hey, we're coming to see you, dude. Right. So I, do you? Yeah. <laughs> but I went and looked at his like. I don't—this is—I went back and looked at his likes from that day. Stalker. And it was just like—he it was he liked my post, like, twice, and then, like, a couple of Razorback posts. So I was like— 
like, yes, my guy. Because, I mean, it's been, <laughs> it's been my guy since last year. But so the dude hit me up because I was talking about Franklin being such a good hitter. And he's, you know, he made the comment that, um, you know, once, you know, Heston so and, and your, one of your conflicts. Of the no, year. this wasn't a conflict at all. Um, oh. Talking about, uh, you know, once Martin gets rolling and things get going. But, you know, and he left out an important piece in a guy like Casey Opitz. So you think about how good this lineup can be. My favorite lineup was the lineup they went with Saturday minus Zach Gregory. So that kid, I, I, we, I got different words. I can't speak on him because my mama taught me if I can't say something nice and not say it at all. So well, so I, I had this conversation with, him. yeah, I had this conversation with Wes earlier today too. Maybe I can. Zach, yeah, Zach, look, Zach Gregory may end up being really good at Arkansas, but he's struggling right now and, and he's trying to find his way. I do not understand why he continues to start. The dude in Saturday's game before he got benched, he watched six perfect strikes for two strikeouts. And then Cole Austin comes in and jacks the ball. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that. That was see him finally get on the board with a jack there was cool. Yeah. And I I like Cole. He hit two fifty on the week. He only started Washington one. Washington Junior. That's right, man. He he took Major advantage. Swag. Took advantage of his his opportunity. Three opportunities on the week and uh, went one for three. Um so another guy, man, that I'm not sold on yet is Dominic Thomas. So Me neither. And I know there's, I do I'm know for Tollett to get back yeah. healthy. Yeah. I do know that obviously, so Tollett's got an injury. Um, I don't know how much that's actually been put out, but I do know that Tollett has an injury and he's a bit hurted. Yeah. Should Not be much. back. I hope to see him get some run at catcher and, and maybe Thomas move to first or maybe Tollett moves to first next year. I don't know, but um, I would rather see Tollett behind the plate. They got a kid that's supposed, if he makes campus, that is a six foot nine pitcher and first baseman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the kid will end up pitching, but for some odd reason, I want to see a six foot nine first baseman. It just makes, <laughs> I mean, if Casey was going to be there next year, which we all know he's not, there's no way Casey throws the ball where this guy can't get it. No, 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 at all. Not at all. Just be great. <laughs> six nine with a wingspan. Just throw it somewhere over here. Yeah. I'll get it. We got to see a lot more of Robert Moore's range this week. Now his bat had it, it took a, off a little it, bit. It took a dump. He went three for nineteen this week, so hit one fifty eight. To be expected. As hot as he was has been to start the season. Well, he um, went cold the first week, hot the next two, cold this one. Maybe we'll get a couple another weeks. You know, this week he needs to be hot. Well, they're going to need it this week. That yellow hat week, I hope. Yeah. So get Grand Canyon for the next two. Sorry, I'm not going to give you any preview because I haven't looked up anything on Grand Canyon. Um, so just catch around the diamond here in a really couple days. Cool pump up thing in their basketball, like arena that they do. Oh that's yeah. All I know. Cause I saw it on <laughs> like YouTube or something. I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. The whole place starts bouncing. That's another sport though. But Arkansas hit three thirty three as a team last week. So good numbers there. Um, like I said, only struck out 32 times, drew 23 walks. Um, it's a team that's not been walking a lot. Their approach still, at the plate. Still a few bases too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, 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 were they still eight or eight of nine on stolen bases? I don't know, but I thought it was a funny stat that Heston Kerstad is nine for nine. <laughs> As a career, mm-hmm. as stolen bases, and he's got the goofiest looking run ever. He is deceptively fast for his. Now I, I don't, you know, I've paid he's attention. Not to overly him. big, he just runs funny. Well, I don't think he runs as funny this year as he has the last two years. I think he finally has grown into his body a little bit. Again, this was a guy that was like what five <laughs> nine, five ten in high school when they first yeah. started recruiting him, and now he's six four. So, I mean, yeah. So not, you know, not surprised. Now here's where I'm concerned still. Pitching. We we had a five seven five ERA ERA last week. Um, we so walked you score a lot more runs. We walked nineteen batters. 
just not a great four wild pitches. I was worried about the pitching before we even got started this year. And they came out with Nolan and Wick, uh, granted, against Eastern Illinois or whatever yeah, directional. Eastern Illinois. And then, you know, it was back and forth. And then Wick Leonard looks good. Wick Leonard looks like trash. Wick Leonard looks good. Wick Leonard looks like trash. Man, I can't figure out. So at least we know what the issue was with Nolan. I mean, Nolan had the oblique strain, um, which, oh, my gosh. You pull a belly muscle. You want to, you, let me just tell you, you want to talk about some. Probably from funneling beers. No, nah, he did it. He did it in the the Oklahoma game. Um, it so, was, oh, he did. You know, I remember they came out and looked at him late in that game. I didn't get to see that. That's right. Well, they did come in. They came in and looked at him towards the end of his his outing, and he stayed in the game. But it should have come out. Yeah. Well, and again. It, so we so, will definitely help him. They probably got him on, on minimal stuff. Yeah. Well, so Bubba Carpenter was on the buzz this morning, and he he made the comment that um, that Nolan will be back this week, that he's fine. Um, and it was just, it was just, uh, yeah, you got to, you got to sit up. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, and we got to get some headsets with mics. That way we can sit back and be comfortable. Yeah. Um, but he'll be back this week is what Bubba Carpenter was saying today. Oh, rocking chair. Slide up. But it was, it was funny. Um, they, uh, I guess not really funny, but this is the, the craziness of things that happen on Twitter and in some of these deals. But people were going crazy in our, in the group chat talking about how, uh, was it Peyton Holt? I think he was the quarterback at Greenwood a couple years or this last year and supposedly is friends with Noland. And so somebody made the comment that, well, he said that Nolan told him he's got a torn oblique. So we went, we went crazy. My, myself, Kevin Bohannon, Kevin was calling the SID. He reached out to everybody we could find. Only information we could get was that it was soreness and that he had a, he had a slight strain of his oblique. Well, so technically both sides are right because a strain is a minor, is a tear. minor tear. So of course a muscle actually tears to get bigger too. Yeah. So, so technically could have tore it. It was a tear, but it was nothing like what some of these people were running with. Like, he's going to miss the Mississippi State Series. He's going to miss the rest of the season. He had a strain. They set him on a weekend. They set him on. Because of his name. Yeah. They set him on a week that, you know, they figured they ought to be able to get things done. And it worked out. Look, Wicklander struggled on Friday, obviously. Got got hammered. I don't know. what Ethan Wilson. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him. He's leaving the ball middle of the plate belt high oh. and they're crushing it. It's Tater city. Yeah. And so he did it against Texas and he did it again against South Alabama. Hopefully Hobbs gets him on the mound and they figure out how to get it. Whether it's his release is too high, whether it was something in his mechanics is allowing that ball to be released too high, wherever he's finishing, something's going on with Matt him. Hobbs is not a pitching coach. He's just terrible. Oh dear. So God. I don't know how he's going to fix anything. Oh man, Oops. don't get me started back on that. <laughs> Oops. Just don't, just don't, just don't even get me started back on that. We'll just Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it was nice. So, um, but so that was frustrating. But on the other side of that, how about Zeb, man? Zeb was dealing. Dude. First thought. This was my first thought. I went back to 2018 and I went, thank God we now have a closer. Who has more than one freaking pitch? Dude's got three, I think. And they and all are beautiful yeah. and almost unhittable. That fastball that tails away, that curveball, it, dude, it's this this dude. He don't have the movement old, old Caden Monk's got, but I mean, he's he don't he's, need it. He don't. Yeah, he's got <laughs> other ammo to throw. And when you're coming from that stature, well, it's both of them about the same height. I thought. Uh, are they? Well, they're close, but I mean, 
There's a little more build to Zeb. So, so Zeb comes in and throws four and a third, which, of course, three yesterday and gets the win. Um, nine strikeouts, zero walks, zero earned runs, zero runs. Yeah. So um, He was dealing. We need him like that every game. Had a 143 average against him. The other beautiful thing is, is it proves that you can put your closer out there with a couple innings and say, let's ride. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have – I mean, I love Matt Cronin. I love watching him pitch, but – I mean, it was be real. You just love watching Matt Cronin get slapped in the face. I would have liked to have been the person to slap Matt Cronin in the face. (laughs) Look, I love, I love Matt. There's a chance that if I slapped him in the face, though, he might actually get mad and not go to the (laughs) mound. I'm gonna give him one of the Russian slap boxing slaps and. He might see stars before he gets up. There. I, I love Matt Cronin, but man, he wouldn't. He never trusted his slider. Would never throw no, it. He didn't. And I just, after the and, and everybody wants to blame that foul. The boy will still develop though. You'll he see, will. You'll see him play major league ball. Oh, he will way. absolutely. There's no doubt. But I, I just it. everybody blames the foul ball and the reason we lost the 18 College World Series. But well, like, it, I and, really can't get away from the true fact of had somebody just called the but, ball and got there. But hold up. But hold up, wait. I'm not going back to it. That's all I'm, I'm not. I'm not going back to that. What I want to go back to, though, is this weekend, because that same play, very similar to that, I think has happened three or four times, maybe more. It's been called every time. No, it hasn't. We we missed two or three of them, and I, I don't remember if it was South Alabama this weekend or somebody else we've played over the last week or two had the exact same thing happen in the ball fall. It's the Bermuda Triangle. That is a tough place to make a play. Now, granted, we overran it. We should have caught it. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to go back and say we shouldn't have. Thanks, Carson. But the fact is, is that if Matt Cronin doesn't groove back-to-back fastballs on his next two pitches, Arkansas anyway. still wins. But instead, he throws a fastball that gets pushed through the left side, and then the next ball gets deposited somewhere right on the other side of Omaha. So, that I mean, went a long way. Yeah, it did. I mean, Rushman's I went no from joke. Happy to to, uh, well, we're going to lose tomorrow now. One of the few times I've ever cried at a sporting event. I didn't cry. I did. It sucked. I hated it. I was so mad. <laughs> I wish I had seen I had that. my video. I had every, I got the, I, the video magically disappeared, but I had it. I was ready. I was, I was screaming. And yeah, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going back. So, um, Screamer from left field. Don't throw that. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the other big revelation of the weekend, I thought, um, is the guy who's actually going to start the grand Canyon game tomorrow night. Please uh, say it's McIntyre. Another Bryant kid coming through. Will McIntyre. And he doesn't throw hard. No. Well, he throws hard, but he doesn't throw near as hard as those other guys. He mixes his pitches but so everything well. Everything that's there is where he wants it. He struck out four in a row, right? Yes. Yeah. So Nobody even come close to hitting him. No. Now, he did Now he did give up. I thought he gave up a little bit after that, didn't he? No, I guess not. Two innings, no hits, no runs, mm-hmm. no walks. Okay. Yeah, anyway, just kidding. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think pretty sure he gets the start on Tuesday against Grand Canyon. Um, I have two of them this week, so... Yeah, I'll have, have to go look. I don't remember who's starting the Wednesday game. Um, we got night game. Are they starting night games or are they? Wednesdays, I think, is night. So here, I'll tell you what. Let's telling just, you. Yellow Hat Week. Let's just pull that Hogamania. I'll, I'll tell you all here. Let me. This is, this is show prep. let you know. Right here. Show prep live with Steve. You're going to have to keep talking or it's going to get quiet. It's okay. I need some what Jeopardy I music. About? I need some Jeopardy music do, over here or something. Do, 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 there you go. Do, do. Do, 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 do. Okay, I lied. So tomorrow's game is a six thirty. Uh, what did you wager? Five dollars. Uh, 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 Pay me. I thought this was out. I don't know if it's well, out. While Steve is looking for this, it's a perfect time to mention. <laughs> Go get your wheels and tires here. No. 
I can't, I can't say I work at Big Jake's on here. And, you can say that. Oh, I can say I work at Big Jake's. Go for you need it. to come see me. Yeah, go for it. Why if not? you need anything automotive needed, that's right. I got you covered. Yeah. Just come see me. It's in Benton. Yeah. Some and, of y'all live around here. And then I'll when you're done, you a good deal. When you're done getting your tires in Benton and you need a new house, I have two coming up. Two listings coming up. But we're not plugging like where we work or what we do, but any means. <laughs> whatever. I own no. this sucker. I'll plug whatever I want. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> and you can plug whatever you want because I told you you can. Okay. Well, so, right. well, yeah. Come see me. I'll take care of you. Right. You um, say, if you say you heard it on the podcast, I'll even give you a better discount. Looky there. So anyway, I was looking. I can't find it. But I know that I do know that Will McIntyre starting tomorrow. Yeah, I heard that one. Um, I don't remember who's starting the other. But 630 game tomorrow, 3 o'clock game on Wednesday, assuming weather uh, cooperates, which I looked at it earlier. It's supposed to rain the rest of the week. I, yeah, but I, I don't know about favorite. I looked at it earlier, and I think I, th- I don't think they're going to have any problems getting any of the games in this week if you, as long as the weather is what it says. Because even this weekend, I think like Saturday is like night, and then Sunday morning or Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever it was. So I don't think they'll have any issues getting that in. Um, I think that's about it on baseball. Well, you um, want more baseball? You know, we kind of got another show for that. We do. We absolutely do. So. When we get back, we're going to hit the closing. We'll talk a little bit about some other stuff. Oh, yeah, the XFL. We're going to talk about that. What's that? Oh, it's that other football league. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Looking for more baseball coverage? Don't miss Around the Diamond, presented by Natural State Sports. Join the baseball guru, Kevin Bohannon, and myself every week as we discuss the biggest prep and college games in the state. Just search Around the Diamond on your favorite podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss this week's episode. All right. Let's finish this thing up tonight, man. So... So I really don't have much to close out on, right? So I don't really have much to close out on. But I did want to bring this up because we've talked about the supposed bias of officiating and how bad it is. It's just all crappy. But I think the number one thing that people have been frustrated about is the lack of, what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability that the leagues put on their officials. None of the officials are held accountable. No. So in the NFL. They will never, you'll never get that. Any oh, we screwed up. We got to fix this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the outcome of the, v, the yeah. game. What is the, but what has the NFL ever done? Nothing. They, they and, and so. Roger Goodell, I, I don't like that. Yet. But, but I mean, have they ever, no. I don't, I can't think of any time they've ever reassigned, fired, or publicly reprimanded an official after an overly egregious I'll call. I'll tell you one they're not going to reprimand. That's Ed Hockley, because that yeah. dude's biceps will mess someone up. <laughs> Dude's like 78 with 18-inch guns. Yeah. So, admittedly, I have not watched much of the XFL. I, me on that. I've, yeah, I've flipped it on a few times and had it on in the background, tried to catch a minute or two, but it's just not really caught my interest. I don't have cable. But... Yeah, well, hey, I think you could probably still watch it. It's only like on ESPN and Fox FX1 or something. So I probably could if I wanted to put the effort into watching more football. I mean, they have. Now, I'll give them this. They've got there the, are other sports that I would prefer to watch than I, that. Right, right. Now, I do. I, and I'm with you. I, I did see Santos Ramirez. No, I was going to get into that, too. Oh, he looked just like he did at Arkansas. Yeah, <clears> I've seen that flat-footed and on his butt. Somebody so, somebody said on Twitter. In the, and so if, you, if you've seen the video, it's bad. And it wasn't a video for Santos. It was actually because they were trying to hype up the guy that scored the touchdown. But Santos whiffed bad. And in the comments on Twitter of the video, some dude said, that dude needs to retire now. I said, that dude should have retired in college. So, Because <laughs> he's been doing that since college. Yep. 
But I thought this was interesting. So he never learned. There was a really bad call at the end of the Seattle-Houston game. Now, admittedly, with the amount of time on the clock, with the way everything happened, Seattle probably wouldn't have been able to come back in this game. But this is what I found interesting. Well, the opportunity would have been there. So this is the statement from the XFL. It's Saturday's Seattle Dragons-Houston Roughnecks game should not have ended the way as it did. Replay showed clearly that the knee of Houston quarterback P.J. Walker touched the field, rendering down and, uh, and the fourth down play officially completed with approximately two seconds remaining on the clock, effectively turning the ball over to Seattle on downs with a nine-point differential on the score. So I know that doesn't sound like a team can come back, but if you watch the XFL, you understand that a touchdown is worth six, and then they have the opportunity to go for one, two, or three. So he, they could have tied the game, theoretically, had they had, had an opportunity. So, so Seattle was denied an opportunity to tie the game. The, in, the XFL sincerely regrets this error. In addition, not only did they do this, but they named this official. Wes Booker, who served as the officiating supervisor for Saturday's game, has been reassigned. I have never seen... Vince McMahon owns the XFL, right? Yes. Vince McMahon handling things. Yes. Well, and and Oliver Luck is the GM or the main, I guess, the commissioner of the league, and and he's not taking any crap either. I mean, and they understand it. I mean, those are the things that I think people hate about the NFL. And and there's might try to generate some, wow, these guys are actually doing something about a a bad call. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could be a publicity stunt. You know, it could be legitimate. We're not going to have that in our league. We need everything we can to be right. Well, if nothing else, hopefully, it, you know, the other leagues pick it up and understand, look, this is how you handle this. And I made the point on Twitter. I, I tagged the SEC and the NFL and said, this is how you handle these things. Like, this is this is how when a bad call happens in a game that affects the outcome, this is how you respond. We understand. As fans, we know you can't run the play back. You can't play the game over. Do over. But hold someone accountable. For goodness sake, if a player goes out and does something stupid, they get held accountable. Whether it be suspended, you go out. If a if a player targets somebody, and it's even if it's a questionable targeting call, guess what? They're suspended the next week for a half or the entire game, depending on when they got suspended in a college game. I'm sure there's plenty of people that can actually referee a, you know, a football game. So. Yeah. So, but I mean, but if you're an official, you can basically do whatever the hell you want, and there's no reprimand from it. There's no consequences from it. So, I was I thought it was pretty cool. I just thought that was an interesting thing to see. Um, there was at one point a baseball umpire that. Called a guy safe to ruin a no hitter. Yeah, perfect, perfect game. game. Not just a no hitter, perfect game. Yeah, perfect game. I thought it was a perfect game. I just knew it was a no yeah. hitter. But I mean, just totally blew the call and he never even had anything happen, I don't think. But now, in his defense, he at least came out and apologized and owned the mistake. You don't see that even. Like, you don't even see these officials come Still out and own didn't the mistake. Change the fact that the game was ruined because of his call. Oh, yeah. No. And he, then that's why he did because he was so upset that he knew, I mean, he knew he screwed it up. And so. I mean, I get it. Errors are going to happen, but it's human. Yeah, but again, that's part of it. Is they ever hold take, them accountable? If they ever take the umpire out of baseball, I'll quit oh, watching. I'll stop watching. There's no way. There's no way that they can go to a ball strike, ball strike, ball. Take well, that's base. part of what makes the game fun. Yeah, that, human error. Well, the human error part of, but that's also I know, and and people may people may argue this, but you know the heckling, you I know, love it's a lot of fun. Remember the dude, dude at the intersection <laughs> yes. at the oh, Arkansas game against Gonzaga. What was it? Windex, Windex, use the Windex on your glass eye because it's the only good one you got. Yeah, <laughs> that dude was rolling. He was feeding him some lights. So that that was fantastic. So, um, but yeah, that that was. That, I can't say I'd ever heard any of those lines before either. Yeah. No, he had some good ones now. Oh, he did. He had some really good ones in there. So, 
Man, it's been a good one. I know it was an unprepared. Um, I kind of like the unprepared. I do too. It was more off the cup. Except just, for me having to do some damn Jeopardy music. Well, maybe we'll, we'll load it next time. Yeah, next time you better have a sound bite because we'll, that's way better than me. We'll load it next time. So, I will, but we will load it. <laughs> yes. We'll be more prepared next time, I promise. I won't. Do you not? You're not no, going to be more prepared. I'm going off the cuff. That's going to be. That's going to be very okay. Well, that's fine. You, you print stuff. I'll go off the cuff. I will do my best to to keep that going. So, um, yeah, you just come, show up. We'll get this thing knocked out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for Maybe us. We can get another idiot of the week next week. I'm sure we can come up with something. Speaking of idiot of the week, now's a good time to remind you to catch our Facebook live show every Friday night at 7:30. <laughs> See our buddy. <laughs> See good buddy Zach. Um, that was we love terrible. You. I'm sorry, Zach. We we give Zach a hard time. That's why he loves us. But um, but yeah. So make sure you catch that every Friday night, Zach, and uh, and sometimes Katie, and sometimes a wheel. Actually, I need to correct something here. Um, this, this week might be different. This Friday, I along with Zach and me. potentially Justin and maybe even Andy, we should be live from Bank of the Ozarks Arena in Hot Springs. Um, I don't know. I don't know I'm if you'll wear a sombrero and sunglasses. <laughs> so look for us because we'll be live throughout the week. We hope to be down there covering the state championship games this weekend in basketball. So um, if everything works out, then the plan is for us to be down there. So make sure you guys tune in um, Friday. Yeah, and Benton. I might as well just jazz on down there. Right. Well, so make sure just so you don't miss it, get on, get on Facebook, sign up for the live notifications so that you know when we go live because there'll actually probably be some different times throughout the day but we still plan to have the live show and we're going to try to do it from the arena down there so don't miss that um other than that i guess that's about it guys so that'll do it until next week woo pig woo pig